It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome to the Bradley Wiggins Show by Eurosport, the home of cycling, brought to you by Zwift where fun is fast. I'm Graham Wilgos. Brad, Hello. final weekend, is. final yeah, road stage here. before tomorrow's time trial. Mm. And joining us to talk about it. All of Shinwi. Hello. Shinwi, welcome. 10 out of 10, Bradley, Got you've been right. practising. Yeah, I have been practising, yeah. <laughs> I've been watching replays of Sky Sports News. <laughs> before we get into the stage, big three weeks for, for both of you, all of particularly you, presenting every single stage for Eurosport GCN Plus. Yeah. And I understand, Belle tells me, you've got a 3am flight to get on Sunday. Well, my, yeah, I need to leave at 3am on Sunday to get a 6. Oh, I think Sunday, it's 6 Sunday or 6.30. Monday. From, yeah, flying home on Monday. So basically, not that I'm trying to get out as quickly as I can, but it has been four long weeks away from my two young kiddos. So I'm, I'm going home for cuddles first thing Monday morning. And I've had a wonderful time, but it's nice to something to look forward to. I can't wait to go home as well. But yeah, yeah it's been a brilliant brilliant three weeks i've just loved it hasn't it just um today's stage then stage 20 verbania to alpimotta 164 kilometers brad yeah. uh we were hoping for fireworks we didn't we quite were. get them did we no but we did in some senses i mean it was a great effort by team gsm with gourmet Bardi. DSM. DSM, DSM, yeah. gsm um they you know they really what i mean i said in commentary it looked sort of a a move to nothing but you know they were soon joined by Bilbao and Caruso and then reformed in the break and they put the hammer down and then from that point on Ineos I wouldn't say they were under pressure but they had to think on their feet and they did and they there was an amazing display from Ineos today of, of GC riding and, and how to ride as a unit and Bernal just cool-headed kept it all the way and then individual performances Martinez was phenomenal today and Caruso well stage win first ever world tour stage win or race win you know and um, looks like he's sealed second place as well. And then, of course, the demise of Simon Yates. Yeah, so, so a lot happened, but not as we maybe anticipated. Mm. Damiano Caruso, or a, a popular, as popular a stage winner as you'll find, particularly at this year's Giro. Yeah, we, because he's seen... been such a strong and loyal and dedicated domestique for such a long time. He's 33 now, a proud Sicilian. So for the home crowd, that's wonderful. And because he wasn't coming into this race as a team leader, he was supposed to be supporting Mikel Landa, was able to turn that around. And and I don't think, that's not, I don't think, no one expected at that stage when Landa crashed out that Caruso would really be able to do anything on GC beyond a top 10, which is, of course, phenomenal. But he's done that before and he's done it at the Vuelta and he's done it at the Tour. And really, I think if they had aimed for a stage win, they would have been more than happy to get the stage win and second in the podium. It's just phenomenal. And it's funny, I think, with Caruso because... You know, we all scar social media afterwards, make sure we're, we're keeping up with all the news lines and stuff and we'll read what people are saying about coverage. And lots of people say every day, we should be talking more about Damiano Caruso. We ha- we've been talking about him every day, but, but more in the sense that we're amazed by his ride. And it's what we said mm. at the start of today, yeah. even though we were focusing on Yates, we also said we've got to be looking at Caruso and, and what he can do. But nobody expected him to be in an early move. Nobody expected him to be a stage winner. 
And I would argue maybe he didn't either, you know. He said he no. wanted to ride in defensive podium. He didn't do that, and it was brilliant. He came in 24 seconds in the end ahead of Egan Bernal. Right, I mean, you mentioned Martinez there. Yeah. Having dropped behind the group earlier in the stage to then fight back and rejoin it and then gun it on the front like like we saw him do yeah. in that final climb. I mean, I, I was thinking back to what we saw Rowan Dennis doing for Teo yep. last year yep. and in the same way that, that Dennis was Teo's MVP. I mean, there's no doubt, surely, that, that Martinez is, is that same man. For yeah, Bernal. absolutely. And I said to Teo, I said at the start that he'll be his biggest asset today and they had to keep him back. He rode behind Bernal most of the day. Um, but some of the jobs the other guys did, I mean, um, Moscon and Pucho in that valley, the, what the job they did, um, Castellaveda, what a ride he did as well today. Um, phenomenal, really. Um, you know, they've they've sort of turned around in the last year, and you think that the, the stick they were taking at the Tour last year with Bernal, Bernal was injured as well, people forget that, but just the way they were riding as a unit, it was, you know, gone are the days of the Skytrain and all the sort of things that were being thrown around, but... You know, they soon turned it around at the Giro last year with Teo, but this Giro, they, they've... It's hard to think, actually, that they could produce a completely different lineup for the Tour and be just as strong. Martinez, the, the strength and depth they have is amazing. Frightening. Mm. Martinez looked as, as as good as Bernal. He looks yeah. like he's yeah. another... That's what we always say about the strong domestics, isn't it? We, we say that about Bennett, for example, who came here leading Jumbo Visma. It's a different matter, isn't it? Yeah, Walt well, Powell used to be like that, didn't he? Yeah, but yeah. Walt Powell couldn't Absolutely. ride on his own, you know, for himself. Leading is a different matter, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. One thing I was curious about, though, whenever whenever Martinez was dropped again today, and you could see Castroviejo and Bernal looking over their shoulder, and they were clearly trying to control the pace on the chasing group to allow Martinez to come back mm. over again. Is there anything anyone else could have done who was in that group at that stage to not allow Martinez to get back on again? Because I was thinking, surely, you get Martinez back on there, then, then the race... The race isn't over. It's easy to say that in hindsight, but... But he's always going to be the strongest domestique going up that final climb. Is yeah. there anything that Yates or any of the others in that group at that stage should have done to make sure that Martinez didn't yeah. get back on again? I just think that it shows the pace that was being set all day. And that pace was being put on by the pressure in the front and the committal, uh, how committed that front group were. It hovered at 45 seconds all day. And the pace was on, so it's very difficult to attack off that. But if Yates had even staged a dummy attack, they would have had to stop look, looking over their shoulder and chase, surely, no? Yeah, but then I think that's where Brian Smith had said on, on the post-show that the plan clearly changed, mm. probably down to the fact that how he was feeling today, Simon Yates. You know, and that, at that point, mm. you know, the all-or-nothing thing goes out the window and, you know, he's trying to think of the stage win or just hanging on to his GC because he sprinted right to the line. So I think that showed that um, all-or-nothing is... is now, the benchmark for that is what Chris Froome did a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. I have to say, um, although it's an amazing performance and um, all credit to Martinez, I was so frustrated that he was there right up until the very end. I was screaming at the TV because it didn't then come down. You know, you couldn't help but be disappointed a bit by that because we did expect the fireworks. It didn't come down to GC against GC. You know, Bernal was led all the way up that climb. And that is obviously to take nothing away from the fact that that's not a toe, you know, he's not holding on to the back of anyone's saddle. But I would have preferred to see Bernal just have to fight for it today, and he didn't. So, yeah, Martinez was brilliant, but for me, it left me a bit cold, a bit empty. I didn't, mm. my, I, I was sort of, I was building up, my tension was building up all day, and I was waiting for a release, and there wasn't a release. They just got to the line, and it was like, oh, oh, well. So I, I was a bit, I was a bit disappointed. Brilliant for Caruso. Bernal has absolutely been a worthy leader, and I think it's been brilliant to get to know him a bit through his interviews over the last yeah. um, half a race. But I was disappointed that it didn't come down to to a showdown. 
that two up mountain Colombian mm. time trial. Um, couldn't quite catch Caruso though. This is how Rob Hatch called it for us on Eurosport and GCN Plus. And it's going to be a maiden Giro d'Italia stage victory for a man who's helped to set up plenty in the past. Yes, zip up that jersey. Yes, you better believe it. Damiano Caruso, Grand Tour stage winner. A move on the first ascent of three. Caruso's done it. Grande Damiano. That is the ride of your life. So, Brad, Rob saying that Grande Damiano. Um, mm. I mean, we've, we've already covered it. Rob said it there. The ride of his life. Got grande. me thinking, though. Grande. Grande. Not Grande. Yeah, well, grande Damiano. Not ordered a coffee. <laughs> oh, yeah, Rob, Rob would be very disappointed with me as well. <laughs> being such grande a stickler. Latte. So apologies, apologies to Rob and apologies to, to, to Damiano as well. Got me thinking. Lander going out so early. I know, if, yeah, what, could, what might what, have been. How how different could the GC have looked if, uh, because surely Lander going in as team leader yeah. for Bahrain victorious, the GC, if he had have, if he hadn't have crashed, if he had stayed fit, yeah. would look, could look very, very different now. It because could have done. Yeah. with Bilbao looking so strong, he'd have had two of the strongest domestics in the race with Cruz yeah. and Bilbao. Well, then Lander, yeah, that, exactly, yeah. Um, who knows? We'll never know. But that's that's what that's what bike racing is like, you know what I mean? It's... Um, you always left thinking that. Lander will be thinking that now, you know, could I have won the Giro? Mm. I had it in 2010, 11, or whenever it was, 11, when I crashed out the Tour. And watching Cadell win, you know, I was sort of thinking, oh, could that have been me or could I have been on the podium? You always think that. And that's just the, just the harshness of cycling sometimes, when you... Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. I watched the yeah. last the last couple of days. Yeah, I was yeah. inspired by it. Yeah. But nothing up to that point? Um, no, I missed the middle week. Yeah. I couldn't watch it. You crashed out yeah. pretty early. Because, yeah. And then in the middle week, there was a huge crash in the rain on this descent. And Jürgen Vandenbroek crashed. Vinokrov broke his femur. Um, yeah, there was a lot lot of crashes that year. Shows you how fragile it is, doesn't it? It I does. Martin has finished third today on the stage. Th yeah. 35 seconds down. Yeah, so I know. Could, it, I mean, if Bernal had crashed out like G did in the same way that G did last year and Teo took his chance... That also got me thinking we could be seeing Martinez yeah. in, in a different world. It takes a different mindset, a different mentality. It makes more than that to be a GC rider. And that's why Burnell's so good, because he's so cool and calm. Mm. Dan Lloyd said it earlier. Caruso has ridden himself towards a better overall result in a Grand Tour than Lander has ever achieved as well. So were they, were they going in with the right man? <sighs> yeah, that's one, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well... <sighs> I don't know. I mean, Caruso probably ridden out of his skin because of the, the un, how unexpected it was that he was going to be up there. You know, I think sometimes... Now, if he come back as leader next year, takes on that mindset, mm. um, it could be a completely different ball game for him, you know? Um, who knows? A totally different pressure as it well, is, isn't it? Is, it? He didn't yeah. have to build up to being team leader yeah. and all the media attention that comes with it yeah. and mm. that the whole team would stand or fall by him. I think... I. Almost think now it would be. A sh I was absolutely devastated when Landon dropped out because I really fancied him for this for this Giro. Mm. Um, but then Carissa would have almost had to do an Almeida for Avonapol, and I think that would have been a terrible shame, you know, because Carissa would have finished his career without anyone really mm. mentioning him amongst the top riders. Whereas Landa, whatever he achieves, he's st he's always in that mix, isn't he? You know, and as you say, he hasn't even finished as high as, as Caruso has, but he's always one of these riders that we're looking out for. Caruso wouldn't have had that. So I'm delighted for him, really terrible as that is for Landa, but that he got his chance. Caruso's 33, so he's got a, a good decade on Egan Bernal. Bernal said last year that practically his only goal in cycling now is to win all three Grand Tours. I yeah. mean, his only goal is obviously a huge Yeah, goal I mean, only one left. <laughs> yeah, only one to go now. Mm. Well, we think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's... um. 
amazing what he's achieved really and with the sort of um, criticism he took last year and you know it was perhaps now looking back you know a little bit unfair really because he did have a back injury but there was talk when he won the tour that he was going to win seven tours and I think he'll do a lot more in this sport he's um he just yeah I mean he's, he's what is he now 23 24 23 24 yeah, yeah. I'd love to know what his back issues are and how how much that's going to rumble mm. you know I mean we were looking at there was a post on social media of him walking over to great fans at a fence yesterday and and he was walking like an old Colombian man you yeah. know he, it, it didn't look good and I know that obviously bike riders are used to being hunched over their bike and so it changes their posture but he's young you know it didn't look that healthy I think for Bernal, it's a good. He's a wonderful, wonderful bike rider. But I think it's a good thing for him if he, if that's his ultimate yeah. goal that he won the Tour de France when he did. You know, and he's not having to to be up there with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not, you know, taking on a Pogacar in the form of his life, for example. But yeah, you do, you can't take away from Bernal, especially with the bike, the back issues. Actually, that he was that he was able to so far at least looks like mm. like jinxing him. Take the um, the Giro d'Italia with any luck. Yes. Um. So we've got Bernal's post stage interview now, have we? Yeah. I'm uh satisfied with with the result uh, i think we we managed well the the, the situation uh, finally we we have uh, two minutes uh, in advantage for tomorrow uh, for tomorrow's time trial so i think is we, we are in, in a good position uh, yeah it's not the best the best to have the the second the gc in front of you with uh, almost one minute in front of you but Finally, I had uh, I still having three teammates, so I tried to to use them, and then uh, you know just arrive uh, as fresh as possible at, in the last climb and also uh, for tomorrow. So I think uh, we did well, we managed well the, the situation, but uh, of course was uh, yeah was uh, difficult to to manage the the, the situation. Is that is that a fair summation? They absolutely did. Yeah. 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 And the result reflects that. Yeah. Where, by contrast, did it all go so wrong for Simon Yates? Oh, I don't know. Nieve was near the back on that climb, wasn't he? The first one to San Bernardino. He did look like he had a lot of people around him. I'd... He won that stage yesterday. He must have gone deep. You know, maybe his legs weren't up to it. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say it went wrong for him. He just... What was he supposed to do? Attacking off of that Martinez's pace at the end? I mean, it would... Yeah. It's very difficult to say. I wouldn't say it went wrong. I think he probably managed his... Him, his self really well today because he's still finished on the podium, isn't he? And he wasn't beaten by Bernal. He no. was beaten by Ineos Grenadiers. Yeah. No one really can can win against that and the form that they showed today. Yeah, he just didn't have the people around him. Mm. Uh, t- mm. Time and time again, we saw that. Yeah, well, it took that. a mighty effort to attack off that pace, get up to the group, which was also being set at a pace with Bill Bow and that, and then attack again and try and win the race. I mean, it was just the tactics had to change for him once they went on the descent, which no one did expect. And this is Simon Yates, own, it's only his second ever Grand Tier podium. Yeah. You know, we can't sniff at that because he's... It's a great he, result. It's an amazing mm. result. And when he's come close and fallen away in the past, when, you know, that's almost been mythologized now and it's it's a wonderful part of cycling history. But ultimately, when you look back on your Palmares, you want results up there mm. and he's got it. You know, yeah. he's, he's podium of the Giro d'Italia. It's nothing to be undervalued. How many British riders have we had on podiums in Grand Tours the last five years? In sport, really. Yep. Q Carthy, G. Teo. Teo. Him again, Simon Yates. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. We should be celebrating that. Shouldn't we, Graham? <laughs> <laughs> we should, 
Why why did we not see an alliance between the teams earlier, given that Yates doesn't have the, the strength in depth? Why would you see an alliance? Way? They're separate well, teams. Well, the, the only way you're going to take Ineos on, surely, is to... Is to well, we saw they that. had an alliance with Ineos, didn't they, in the end, trying to bring back yeah. uh, Bahrain and They had to DSM. ride with them. They put Christian Jensen up there. The alliance came from a situation that was going to benefit both people in, in um, Bahrain and GSM in the front. But you never had that with Sky, other, where you felt like other teams were ganging up on you, if you like. No. The only time um, we got benefited from it was Movistar. Um, Levi Leipheimer crashed. I was leading Paris-Nice, and we were coming into Nice. And Levi Leipheimer crashed at the top of the climb on the descent into Nice, and Movistar hit the front and made sure he didn't get back for some reason. I don't know why. Aided us. I don't know why they did that. That's the only example I can think of, Graham. Okay. We'll be back with more from the Bradley Wiggins show after this. Pigeons. Zwift is the world's training playground, Brad, where fun takes you further, recreating the outdoor feel of riding on an indoor trainer, something you can get on board with, I think. It does, yeah. And Zwift have done it very well. And they're now the leaders, aren't they, in that world? And, um, They've got the likes of Geraint Thomas on board and, you know, probably can't get... Your old mate, yeah. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, they, they got, did some involvement with Team Wiggins a few years ago. We joined in one of their shops, Pinarello shop um, races one night and my son uses it. I watch him during the winter months. Um, it's something I wish I'd had when I was 15, definitely just to, from, a, from a safety point of view when you didn't want to let your kids out on the road in the dark. And, and anyone can use it. So, it, you know, you don't, yeah. have to, you don't have to be G, you don't have to be a pro. You can train with thousands of, of real train, people. Yeah. Like, you can train with anyone. You can ride with anyone um, from the world of pro cycling or from your workplace or school, whatever age you are. Brad, like you say, most of the pros on the World Tour train on Swift. Yeah, hop on any time, heart pumping, intense cycling, join group rides, events and worldwide races. Um, Zwift has nine worlds too, including the stunning Paris and France maps. They've recreated Tour de France stages, um, which gives everyone a chance to experience them. You don't have to have yeah. been Bradley Wiggins to experience what it's no, like to ride at the Tour de France. Uh, you can hit your kilometres with virtual dinosaurs, raging waterfalls, you can be inside a volcano, uh, James Bond-esque, a wide open California desert, plus you can tour London landmarks. All you need is a bike, trainer and Zwift app. Uh, you can get a free seven-day trial, Brad, no strings attached, at Zwift.com. Welcome back to the Bradley Wiggins Show, brought to you by Zwift, where fun is fast. It is. Brad, looking ahead to tomorrow, the final TT, just over 30 k's. Pan flat. Uh, what can you see happening? How do you see it playing out? Dana winning. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, yeah. So he's he. There you go. Headline done. <laughs> we should we should say that he dropped off quite early today. So yeah, I would we, say Dana we, winning, um, and then I think Burnout winning the Giro. I can't see and Caruso finishing second and Yates third. I can't see much change. The gaps after that are too big. I can't, I can't see Vlasov, Hugh Carthy fifth. You know, I should mention him. That's a great ride from Hugh. Huge ride from Hugh. I mean, we, we saw him drop away again today. It's it's not quite gone. Well, he's been consistent. Way. I mean, he's not been the Hugh, you know, we anticipated about a week ago when he was looking to attack on that stage that got shortened. And when, you know, Hugh tried to win. But from then on, you know, he's just, he's found his place really. And he's been riding and, you know, he's defended his place. You know, mm. he's just, he's not been in the action, but he's not been getting dropped either. He's been there or thereabouts. And it's a great ride, fifth place. It's funny, I think, at this stage of a Grand Tour, you feel like the riders are where they're supposed to be. Mm. You know, sometimes you're kind of surprises through the course of the three weeks and somebody will be higher than you think they should be, someone should be lower, but but by the end, 
everyone's where they deserve to be. It all makes sense when you look at yeah. the last three weeks, you know. And Hughes backed up his Volta ride from last year. He's now getting more and more consistent, mm. you know, which is, we must never forget, we have to celebrate the success. We probably put too much pressure on them sometimes to, and expect more of them because we're getting so used to British riders doing so well. But actually, when we think about it, we've got third place, fifth place, and Simon Carr, let's not forget, he's been a brilliant mm, rider here. Amazing, yeah. Ineos looking for another dominant Giro. I mean, it's, it's sort of fast becoming their favourite race, isn't it? They're f- certainly their favourite race. They didn't dominate oh. last year, though. They only well, they, won it they, on the last day. But they dominated in terms of stages, I mean, mm. with, certainly with Ghana. Yeah, but, but riding in a very different way mm. last year. And that's what I felt this year, and I was going to ask you about this, Bradley, but I thought last year was so exciting. And they weren't necessarily, well, they weren't contesting the overall for a lot of the race. And yeah. it meant that they were firing off the front. They were being daring. They were nothing to lose. They were yeah. going for stages. And it was beautiful. So when they won in the end with Teo, it yeah. was something to celebrate because it was beautiful bike riding. Mm. And they said, this is the start of something new. We're going to ride differently. We're going to race differently. Um, they have drifted back. Yeah, haven't they though? I mean, people say, oh, because I've, I've asked this question in the sofa and I've said, well... You know, they're drilling it from the front. That's just the same, isn't it? And people have said, well, you know, before they would have, that would have been a defensive move. This time, and it's a, it's an aggressive move. It's attacking. I'm sorry, but for, from where I'm sitting on a sofa, it looks like a lot of Ineos Grenadiers lads up the front, and it doesn't look very different as whether defending or attacking. It's not it's not being dynamic, but I guess when you're winning the race, that's what you got to do. You reckon they've tricked us? I think it fitted the narrative last year, don't you? It, did, it definitely yeah. fitted the narrative last year. But, but this is in their DNA. This is how they do yeah, it. Yeah, this is. I think this is probably how you win tours mm. in the most efficient way. Um, but yeah, they they you know the stages in the tour last year where they were jumping off the front with Kwiatkowski mm. and Carapaz, and uh, they couldn't ride like that this time because they had to they had to ride like that to get across the line. And they 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 inevitably you know they've tried to change and they're gonna you know they're gonna light up cycling and do something no one's ever done before like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna win stages and we're gonna jump away, but ultimately you drift back to what you're good at. And they are very good at it. And today was a great, you know classic example of that. This is why I'd like to see, say for the Tour de France of the Vuelta, I, you know, they've they've incurred a lot of hatred, I think, over the years, and um, for for their riding style, I've not, you know, I'm, I'm not against them winning in any way whatsoever. But what I like to see is them under pressure. I like to see them not winning throughout a race. You know, if they win at the end, fine. But when they're not winning and they maybe don't feel like they've got a chance of winning, then they're fun. It's fun to watch. And you can see the kid and all the guys then when they're riding. You know, it's what they came into bike racing for, racing on instinct, racing on gut, racing for the fun of it. That's a much more exciting prospect as a fan to watch than an Ineos taking a leader's jersey halfway through a race and taking it to the end, isn't it? But when they're not, they're very sensitive as well, aren't they? They're touchy. Yeah. They're very touchy. Very touchy. You know, well, they were on my man Rabin yesterday, you know, about clarification of context and all this. You know, it's like, what do you mean he's got a bad back? You know, and it's like, oh, just simmer down. Life's more, there's more to life. Just race. You're going to win the Giro. You know, it's like, more clarification of context. <laughs> he's going to win the Giro. Is he? Is it? Is it a done uh, uh, deal? Yeah, yeah. Barring injury, barring crashes, barring hopefully. He'd have to pretty much fall up, fall off, and not be able to get back up again. No, really. Bad back. But anything can Might happen. Have a good back. Yeah. Well, what if he's got a good back. Might have an okay back. What is a bad back? <laughs> There's six seconds between Caruso and Yates in the first time trial. I know it's only a short one, less than yeah. nine kilometres. And then a second between Yates and Bernal. Yeah, I mean, that's what so I mean. It's pretty evenly matched. We're, look- we're looking at, at very little change yeah. tomorrow, aren't we? No, I don't think much will change. And it's, you know, we can hope, you know, but as fans, we want to see sort of a spectacle, you know, at the end. But it looks like it's a done deal, barring crashes, injury, weather, you know, severe weather tomorrow and sliding all over the place. So. Caruso would have to make up two minutes in a 30-kilometre time trial, 
Simon Yates would have to make up a minute and a half or so. You know, it's, it's just it's it, they're the things that are possible because bike racing always throws up the unexpected. But if everything goes according, even even vaguely according to plan, then that's going to be the podium, isn't it? But I'll still be thrilling to watch. We'll be tune in. <laughs> Don't forget to tune in. We'll still be watching, Brad. What do you think Dave B is going to be saying to his riders Same tonight? he said the last 10 years. <laughs> I think it was very, very monumental. I think it was one of my best wins. Um, I think um, he's a very coachable athlete. Um, I think, uh, you know, I'm really proud of the boys. I think they did a great job. And, um, you know, I think that they've, they've remained focused. <laughs> it will still be heads on though, won't it, for Ineos tonight? It, it's not like they're going to be... No, oh, they'll, they, yeah. no they'll, they'll be focused. You know, there'll they'll be an element of re relief. A lot of the team will be finished, won't they? You know, Pucho... Those guys, they're just going to go out and ride around and enjoy You've it. You've just got to make it through. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's but... phenomenal about seeing that team from the outside, and, and, and you obviously have lived it from the inside, but I've always been blown away from your success onwards, Bradley, watching that team right up until the final, the finish line. And and we've mentioned Jumbo Wiesma in the past and how they've maybe fallen away by losing that focus and declaring themselves de facto winners three or four stages out. With Sky as they were, Ineos Grenadiers as they are, they are genuinely, completely dialed until the very last minute. And I've never seen that level of focus in professional no. sport. And it's I'll tell you what unreal. they'll do tomorrow. The guys, last time, Sean, Burnell will be there early, you know, an hour and a half before his ride. You'll have guys way down the GC like Pucho and those guys. They'll be there getting, warming up as Burnell arrives. And they'll be headphones on. They'll be as dialed in. So they will be taking it seriously, but once they get on the road, they may just ride along. But they they will mm. they will treat that warm up environment as if they're trying to win the Giro as well. They won't be sitting there with music on, not warming eyes, not mm. to point in warming up. They'll they'll do their job 100 to create that atmosphere of seriousness. You know, um, when I was at Sky, I would ask them not to because you're the last rider off, and sometimes so whoever Martin, second on GC is from the Ineos squad. I don't think Martin is probably will be off probably half an hour before Burnell. There is a tendency in other teams, and we change this, to start packing everything away yeah. so you can get a quick get off quick afterwards. <laughs> so you're sat there as the leader, and they're packing turbos away, taking all the screens down and things like that. You know, and it's like, hang on a minute, I haven't gotten yet. Um, so they, they changed all that. We got them to leave it, everything up to the last minute. So once he's gotten, then you pack away mm. to create the same environment. So that shows you that the team, the staff, will be staying there right to the end, even if they're later back to wherever they've got to drive to after the race. And that's what they do really well. How do you feel the time as the rider in that position? So we know what the team is doing, but you've got I to sit there. Sit, focus. And I used to think about the course and, and the process of going through it and what I was going to do and how I was going to be feeling and get really in touch, almost like a Zen state. I never spoke to anyone. I didn't want anyone talking to me. I didn't want people to speak. People feel like they're helping you by coming up and going, riders would finish and come in and go, oh, just, just be careful after 20K, there's this corner, right? Watch this. I didn't want to know anything like that. You know, just just, just focus because people throwing stuff and they think they're helping. I had one person who was looking after me, I think it was Shreki at the time or Mario, <laughs> and they would just, if I wanted something, I'd ask for it. They don't keep coming out and go, do you want a drink? Do you want a coffee? You all right? You sure you're all right? If anything you need. Didn't want all that. You know, they just, it was just, everyone was under instructions. I'd a set time, I'd put my shoes on first. I wouldn't lace them up. I'd leave it 10 minutes. Then put oil on, whatever it was like everything. I had my own routine. What did you listen to? What music? I had, a, I had the same playlist for the last five years before, and all through that period. Please, I had an old iPod. Shania Twain, I'd, <laughs> Avril Lavigne. Well, if you listen, Celine I'll tell you. <laughs> no, 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 Graham. No, I had a, an iPod that I bought at the Tour of Lombardy in 2010, oh. and I was rooming with Steve Cummings, and I gave it to him, and he downloaded all his music because he's a DJ. Onto it, and I had this one playlist that I used to listen to. I knew where to start it and where it would finish before I hit the ramp. Wow. And I would listen to that same one when I won the Worlds, the Olympics, everything the same. What was thing. it? What was on it? It was just a dance mix. Like, dance. yeah. But I, I, 
I, I never used to, it would, I knew what song ended when I had to mm -hmm. start my sprints on the warm up and everything like that. And I wasn't listening to it. It was just background noise. So I didn't have to talk to anyone else. Yeah, everyone's different. Everyone's different. Very different to Froome's playlist that he released quite recently. Did he? I didn't see that. No. Quite eclectic, wasn't it? There was, yeah, there's like Shut Up and Dance on there. <laughs> yeah, everyone's there's, different. Yeah. I mean, you I know. think there's a bit of Katy Perry, was there? Yeah. There were some tunes I thought, yeah, I'm with you on that, Chris. Yeah, get down with that. Bang tidy. <laughs> Speaking of tunes, we're doing a Eurosport oh, karaoke it's tonight, the, aren't we, Bradley? It's how works do. What have you got? <laughs> what have you got lined up? Chaz and um, Chaz, yeah, a few. Yeah. I've got quite a few. You're going to do a duet with Sean? He's, he's promised do. me he's going to do whiskey in the jar with me, you know. Yep. Yeah. What yep. else have you got lined up, Ola? Oh, uh, maybe a whole new world <laughs> with Belle, a makeup artist. Um, I'll do maybe a little bit of um, James Bay. I'm doing maybe... Rapper's Delight. Ra you were going to do Eminem, weren't you? I'm going to do Eminem. Which one? I'm going to do a bit of Judith Priest. <laughs> yep. Don't laugh. Don't laugh, please. A bit, a bit of wet, wet, wet. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Love us all around. I might treat you to a bit of James Blunt. Oh, you've been promising this. Horrible you've been bastards. promising James Blunt, beautiful, and Wheatus's version of what oh, is it? Doesn't mean, uh, erase your all Wheatus, yeah. Honey, you a little respect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Annie, are you okay? I love how you've taken a little respect, and I thought, oh, amazing, a big Aretha track well, there. No, no I'm not touching that. That's <laughs> all right, I think we better leave it there. On that note, that brings us to the and end of this episode. Your bed smell like poo. I'm in best. I'm in love with your best friend soon. <laughs> That's a bit of a Justin. What is he called? Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. I was going to do his cast. I'm in love with actually. your body. <laughs> Quick, let's, wow, let's wow, get, wow, get, out, wow. get off. Finish. That and your bed sheets smell like poo. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Bradley Wiggins Show by Eurosport, brought to you by Zwift, where fun is fast. Thank you, Brad. Thank, Thank you, Ola. Thank you very much. Thank Looking you. forward to this evening. Let's go. Let's get it started, dude. Brad, where can we follow you on social? Um, you can follow me on a few accounts, but the main one is Sir Wiggle. You troll accounts, perhaps, as well. No, I'm not that sad. Orla, <laughs> we can follow you at... At Sports Orla. Lovely. Uh, at Eurosport underscore UK for Twitter. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you to our producer, Pete Burton. Finally, from me, Graham Wilgos, it's goodbye. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share, and rate us. Brad, see you tomorrow. Au revoir, Garnier. Paris. <laughs>